Hey everybody, what's up? It's Chase. And in this micro show, I wanted to respond to a question that I received in my text community. If you're not sure what I mean by text community and you've been uh, unaware of this for some crazy reason because I talk about it a lot, the text community is a place you can reach me, ask your questions, we can exchange notes just like you text with your other friends. Uh, I want you to consider me a friend by texting at 206-309-5177. Uh, there's a great community there. I, you know, can make little personal videos. And if you have problems, I do my best. It's my thumbs on the other side of that tech community. So this question came in. I will just call him Alex. Let's just say that it's not his real name because I want to protect his identity. But the question was this. Hey, Chase, I generally do a really good job of taking care of my mental health. I use tools like positive self-talk, meditation, exercise, or even just call friends when I'm feeling down or discouraged. But sometimes we have really tough days. So I'd love to know how you handle the really tough days. Do you have any advice on weathering some of life's biggest hurdles? Well, Alex, I think it's a very valuable question. It's one of the reasons I wanted to feature this question on the show and make a micro show around what I find to be uh, an important topic and it's important because I think we ought to carve it up into two camps. And the two camps are, one is a camp of true mental health challenges that go beyond having a bad day or being in a rut, uh, a disorder, a consistent prolonged problem. Um, and these can manifest in many different ways, unresolved family trauma, experiencing some trauma in the moment, um, bad breakups or things that really, really have you upset and things that require grieving and healing. And for all of those, I recommend professional help. I think you need to be doing all of the things that I have preached ad nauseum across all of the platforms on which I appear around mental health. And if you're unsure of those things, please Google my name and mental health and you'll come up. There'll be a number of videos. I share uh, an episode of battling depression a number of years ago, what I did to get out of it. And I do believe that seeking legitimate, supportive, professional medical help is warranted. That is a non-starter. Regardless of what it may feel like to admit that, take that step if that is the challenge that you believe you are facing right now. And if you're unsure, talk to friends. Say, I'm feeling like this. I'm wondering if I should. And I believe that you will get that advice. And I think I need to pause for a moment and say, this is a very serious piece. I am not a doctor. I'm not a professional. But I would like you to, if you find yourself in this camp, please seek professional help. What I do find, however, is that while that is a normal occurrence and that will happen at some point or points in your life, that that is not where most of the creators and the entrepreneurs and the people who are chasing their dreams, they are not in that category. And that is the category that I would like to spend most of our time talking about today in this micro show. And this is the concept of a rut. Ruts are real. Ruts are a part of any healthy life cycle of any process that you are going through to chase a dream, to pursue a passion, to try something new. No one likes to feel bad at something and starting something new can often put you in a rut, make you feel bad, not just about the work that you do, but sometimes even about yourself. So I would consider 
most of the problems that I hear from creators about, I want to, again, acknowledge that there are real mental health challenges, and I've already made my point there. I want to give you some thoughts on escaping the ruts. Now, if you recall, I have spoken at length about flow, this concept that you may have heard a lot about. Mihaly, Chikset Mihaly, uh, wrote some seminal papers on this. My friend Stephen Collar, we have some great podcasts on it. If you don't know what I mean by flow, flow is that state where things are effortless and you are on a roll when life feels good and it seems like all of the best stuff is happening for you rather than to you, right? Flow, my belief and what the science says is that this is creativity in action. And to do your best work, your job is to get into and maintain flow states as long as possible. But the unfortunate reality is that there's no on switch for flow, if there only weren't, right? The reality is that there are things you can do to encourage and protect flow, but being a creator means getting down to the work, whether flow shows up or not. Now, I want to acknowledge this is not just some try harder, push through it method, but the truth is before you develop that stick to it stick to itiveness, <laughs> you will find yourself in ruts, in numerous ruts, with the internal conviction that you're stuck, maybe even on the wrong path. Now, a creative rut is a little bit like a finger trap. I don't know if you remember these, these little wicker tubes that you put your finger, your, your index fingers in, and when you push in and then you start to pull your fingers out, you actually realize that you're trapped. And the only way to get out of a finger trap is by pushing your fingers towards one another in this little device and very gently and slowly pulling your fingers out. If you try to tug, you will always stay stuck. This is a lot like what it means to escape a creative rut. Now, we get stuck in ruts by trying to think our way out of it, by trying to violently react, and this is not the prescripted method. If these thoughts are familiar to you, you are trying to think your way out of it. These are just a few quotes that I've experienced that maybe you will have too. Well, this project is stalled. Maybe now's not the time. Maybe I don't have the talent. I should probably take another class or sharpen some skills, or maybe I just hit pause for a few weeks until inspiration returns. If any of that self-talk is what you're experiencing, first of all, notice how different that it is than real mental health issues that I opened with. So if you are familiar with any of those, this is the making of a creative rut. And if you are human, you're probably familiar with that voice, right? We all hear it when flow comes to a stop. The way to get out of that trap, much like relaxing and slowly pulling your fingers out of the wicker finger trap, the way to get out of this trap is to relax. The path changes as you walk it, and you can change directions only as you move. That's the only way you can pivot. Pivoting without moving is just standing in a circle and spinning. But what does that movement look like? It looks intentional. How do I find that intention? That's the next bit I want to cover. Early on in my photography career, I encountered a rut, just exactly like I'm sharing with you. You know, uh, I'd had some success. I knew I had an eye for the craft, but part of me suddenly felt uncertain. I sort of thought back for a moment and I remember like, wait, this is the only medium I truly explored. What if there was something else I was supposed to be doing? What if the 
craft of photography wasn't the be all end all for me. What if I went on to spend time mastering photography only to realize that it wasn't the right medium for me and it was should have been something else like painting or charcoal or or <laughs> who knows needlepoint or maybe I needed to just started to build a business way back then before mastering a craft. All these are the thoughts like am I doing the right thing? Is this working? Is this and ultimately those words are the sounds of a rut being dug. Now, I could have put my work down and spent weeks or months for the rest of my life noodling on what some more perfect or some right or some other craft might be. In my particular case, I luckily, and now I know intuitively, but then I luckily defaulted to action over intellect. And I started actually exploring other mediums, right? I took oil painting lessons from a friend. I took some filmmaking courses. I, I did all kinds of stuff only to realize through action that, you know, where my heart was, my heart was still with photography. So aside from my little detour there, it's important to understand that just thinking, just sitting down and thinking about what to pursue, to pursue painting or photography or acrylics, or to build the business idea that you have in your mind, develop that product, you know, some new crypto thing that you want to put out in the world. Just sitting down and thinking about what to do will not get you anywhere. It was only through actions that I was able to hone in on what worked best for me. And I know the same is true because I've talked to hundreds and thousands of people face-to-face -face after talks, at meetups, at trade shows, at my events, that action is what helps us get clarity. You can't think your way out of a rut. So on those tough days, and these again are days to qualify this, these are days where you're just down feeling blue, not days that you should be grieving actual trauma or real human loss. Those are separate. If you are in a work rut, if you are in a creative rut, start slowly by acknowledging it and then begin taking action. Change your environment. Put words onto a page. Whatever the next step might be, and eventually you will, through taking action, find the flow state again. No matter what's blocking your creativity, your best bet is to turn up the volume and start making more stuff. Most people say, oh man, my work is now as good as yours or my, my work needs to get better or whatever. And I usually what I say is like, they want to show me their best work. They want to show me their portfolio. I get it. And for people who are like, oh, I'm stuck or I'm blocked or I'm whatever, I, I say, show me your worst work. And they're confused. And that is a trick, right? It is a trick because what I'm really asking there is show me that you are taking action. Show me that you're making shitty stuff because it's only through making a bunch of shitty stuff that you can get unstuck and start to make good stuff again. The chances of going from flat-footed to making your best stuff is zero. There's a great book by uh, David Bales and uh, Ted Orland called Art and Fear, Observations on the Perils and Rewards of Art Making. And there's this apocryphal story in that book. Uh, it's told about a ceramics teacher who divided class into two groups. Group A was going to be graded on the quality of the work. Each student would submit one pot for the teacher to evaluate. And group B would be graded on quantity. All the group's work for the semester would be put onto a scale and literally weighed. The heavier, the better. The more numerous, the better the grade. So you know where this is going, right? <laughs> the students in group A all obsessed about their submission. They produced 
very little work all semester, mostly uninspired, traditional, and safe because they had intellectualized the work. By contrast, Group B created with abandon, right? Free of judgment, free of expectation. And you guessed it, they made a lot more work. They made so many more pieces. And the twist is that those pieces actually were at a higher quality. They prioritized action over intellect. It's in the making and the doing that the quality emerges. Now, this is not the first time I've talked about increasing the volume of your work to develop your skills. But emphasizing the volume of your output, it does a great job of framing creativity as a process because that's what it is. Creativity is the process of putting multiple new things together over and over to make something good, new, useful, right? The fact that creativity is a process and if you can engage in this process as a mechanism for leaving the rut, this reduces the stress, reduces the anxiety that so often gets in our way of starting something when you don't have the perfect outcome in mind or you don't know exactly what you should be making. The exercise of taking action, of putting out a bunch of garbage work that actually puts you into an iterative mindset that helps you take the risks that you need in order to develop your best work, in order to develop your signature style. So many other people say to me like, gosh, I don't have my style. I say, how much work have you made? Most people haven't made enough work to find their personal style. It's this iterative process, action again, again, doing, not thinking. That's what wins the day. So again, let's go back to Alex's question. Alex sounds like he does a good job of taking care of his mental health. He uses tools, meditation, self-talk. He has friends that he can reach out to when things get really tough. But how does he handle difficult days? I broke down these ideas between is this a mental health issue that is a recurring, ongoing thing that needs your attention, needs professional help, or which is much more common by the numbers, is this just a rut? In the first, I gave you my recommendation. In the second, I'll restate my recommendation, is to make more stuff. Show me your worst work. How can you make something instead of nothing? Now, I'll leave it up to you to decide which camp you're in, Alex. It sounds to me like your question is more that second camp, that you have hard days. But I do want to wrap up with the idea that whatever camp you may find yourself in, managing trauma, healing, or getting out of a rut, one thing is for sure, kindness to yourself matters. How can you give yourself the grace that you need in order to, A, establish which camp you might be managing right now? Are you managing real trauma, real mental health concerns, or are you just stuck? Are you just in a rut? And if you have lost the ability to distinguish between being graceful to yourself or not, here's one way of playing through that. What if your very best friend in the whole world, the person that you care about the most, came to you with a similar problem? Would you beat them up? Would you verbally, emotionally berate them? Would you be unkind? No, you would not. You would be kind. You'd be loving. You would be caring. You'd be graceful. You'd be gracious. So how about today you try giving yourself a bit of that same grace you would undoubtedly give to the people that you love most in the world? Because remember, the most important words in the world are the words that we say to ourselves. So what I might recommend is bookmark this podcast. Put a little, you know, you can bookmark it. You can little press that little heart or the dot or the flag or the arrow or whatever uh, platform you're listening to the show on. 
and refer to it because there will be times where you're not sure which of these camps are. And you will be, there will be times where you recognize that you are in a rut and you forgot the instructions. Make a note in your journal, refer back to this piece. There is nothing like turning up the volume on the work, even if it's crappy, to get you through the tough times, to get you through tough days. Beyond self-talk, beyond meditation, beyond motivation, beyond exercise, just when you're feeling stuck, let action be your guiding principle. All right. I hope this has been helpful. Enjoyed another micro show. Thank you very much, Alex. Again, Alex is in quotes. It's not really Alex. So you know if you ask that question. And if you have not asked a question via the text community, or by goodness, if you're not a member of the text community, you should join right now, 206-309-5177. And I just spent 50 minutes in that community typing away with my thumbs prior to recording today's show. So Alex's was from uh, a few weeks ago. But I take this stuff very seriously. I love hearing your biggest challenges. What I do is I look for patterns in those challenges and I try and make shows, micro shows that help overcome them, that help us stay aligned. And the reality is I make these shows very much as much for me as I do for you. I am often speaking to myself in these times. So I want you to make sure to feel that you are not alone. Uh, and that's part of what I like that, why I like that text community and why I love uh, interacting with you in and around the show. If you've got other things you want me to talk about, please share it. Again, the, the uh, text community is the best way, but I pay attention to the social feeds as well. I hope it's been helpful. And as usual, until next time, I bid you and your friends, loved ones, and people in your community, I bid you all a good day. All right, that's all for today's show. But hey, before you go, I want to say thank you for listening and also for engaging with the platform. Wherever you consume the show, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere, thank you so much. Reviews help a ton if you're willing to. And I want you to let you know that in an effort to continue the topics we explore here on the show, or if you have questions, you can always direct your comments to me on all my social feeds. I'm at Chase Jarvis everywhere, but also... I will see your message quicker if you shoot me a text. That's right, I can text directly with you. The best way is to hit me up at 206-309-5177. I get a lot of texts, so I can't always get back to you right in the moment, but trust me, those are my thumbs on the other end of the keyboard. So I wanna say thanks so much, and I look forward to engaging with you soon.